Hello, this is the Lead Generation Marketing Chronicles and I'm your host, Antoine Effler. Through regular interviews, we will explore the impact of marketing building blocks on how a company can generate more and better qualified leads. We're joined today by Rod Vallis to discuss the impact of copywriting on lead generation. I used to work with Rod when Ogilvy, an American ad agency, decided to build their first offshoring hub in Bangalore, India. He was then the worldwide creative director for the Lenovo and IBM accounts, in charge of delivering campaigns across 60 countries and 25 languages. Rod has also worked in China, before coming back to his hometown in Sydney. He's now crafting copy and is a brewing company partner. Thank you very much, Rod, for joining from the other side of the planet. First thing that I always do is to define what the scope is of your speciality. And I think it's particularly important when we talk about copywriter. It's obvious that you're writing copy, but can you tell us a little bit more about the role of a copywriter? Really, I guess in a nutshell to me, a copywriter is, is pretty much an entertaining salesperson you know, there's always an objective to sell something somewhere and it's uh, you've got to do it in the most entertaining and engaging way possible so you don't you can't bore people into buying things or changing their mind about things. When working with clients, I mentioned it on a previous episode, there's always three areas, two big areas we're working on. First one being brand, the second one being the target audience, and the third one being the message. Basically, the language that you're going to use to interact with them. What are the elements of a copy? What are the ingredients of the copy? You know what? It's actually, it's probably a measurement against the three areas, too, that you just mentioned, because one, you always want to be on brand when you're writing copy for a brand. And and part of that is using the brand tone of voice. And usually when a brand, you know, is created, part of that job is creating the brand's tone of voice. And the third thing was about um, being on message. And it's really, yeah, I guess that's the thing of, you know, being able to to get your message across. One of the first things I always look at, I know a lot of creative people when they look at a brief in advertising, look at the brief and they look for the the single-minded proposition first, uh, which is always a good thing. I always tend to go for what the business objective is so that I can understand what it is that we need to do. When you talk about entertainment, can we translate this into engaging and convert the person? Or is it more than this? It's, it's all part of the, you know, what I guess today is called the funnel. But it's, you know, it's about getting people's attention in, in an interesting way and getting people to think about something differently to the, perhaps the way they've ever thought about it before. And, you know, and seeing benefits in, in whatever the message is or whatever it is that you're trying to sell so that you can take them on that journey from you know, introduction to becoming a customer. We're talking attention, we're talking entertainment. We've both been working in lots of different countries. We know that the definition of entertainment is drastically different if you're in Bangalore, Stockholm or Sydney. What do you think a global company should have in their copywriter team? Should they go to local team or 
can they go to global teams? My experience with that is working with global teams on global brands where the global team will create the brand campaign and they'll create that and they'll create all the elements of it across uh, all the different channels and everything like that. But then I think when it gets into country, as you say, you know, it, some things mean different things in different countries and humans, you know, culture itself is different. You know, you need some adaptability, but you also need some originality where people can take the idea and create new work, you know, a, a global voice with a local accent, if that makes sense. Who would be, in that case, the guardian that the brand stay with the same DNA? Uh, ultimately, it's the global team, but then the global team hires the regional teams. And so then mm -hmm. it's based on trust and the regional teams have to have really good relationships with the national teams in their regions. You know, you're working with back translations that actually then go backwards again and uh, back to front. And it's, uh, it's, it, that's, it's an interesting process. It's an important one to get right so that um, you don't get too many mixed meanings and uh, yeah. mixed metaphors. What we had put in place Bangalore and for Ogilvy, and there was the difference between adaptation and transcreation. So a little bit more opening to several countries to actually adapt and transform the copy to their uh, local uh, needs. Yeah, which totally makes um, sense. What would you say would be a good copy? Besides entertainment, we're talking here about how copy is influencing lead generation. How do you measure that? I mean, ultimately, it's you know looking what the objective of the task Uh, is in the first place, you know, if the task is to sell product, then really you measure the copy by the sales results, you know, or it might be to increase brand awareness. Uh, so there's lots of ways of measuring the success of the copy or success or up. Do you have in mind a brand who's been using their good copy to generate more revenue? A lot of people will cite Apple as a brand that, you know, that speaking with their audience and it's really speaking with, not speaking to. Um, as far as Apple, I think that's a really good example. It's pretty interesting when you think of the history of advertising, how when you look at Mad Men, how copywriting and copywriters were important at that time. And now the uh, on the digital world with so many KPIs and ways of doing A-B testing, the, the most powerful uh, elements of marketing and advertising is still copy, regardless the change of world. Uh, that leads me to a question. Uh, I'm a company, I'm a small company, and I don't have any agency, and I'm starting with marketing, and I'm starting with my website, which is what most companies do very quickly. What should I put in place as minimum viable copywriting? I think the first thing you've got to do really is work out what it is that uh, you, you need to say what you want to say, what is it that makes you different, but then you've got to put that argument together in a certain way. If you're doing a website copy, for example, for your own website, that you're taking people from the homepage mm -hmm. to whichever page you want them to end up signing up a form to, so you can gather their email. Uh, build a database, whatever the purpose is, you know, you might be selling product. You really need to just map it out one end to another. If you look at sort of old school copywriting it's and look at a full page newspaper advertisement, for example, it's how to create a headline uh, that works with a visual. Mm -hmm. 
putting it very simply, how do you create that that gets the attention and then you write the copy that keeps that attention going and takes the reader from the headline to the tagline and the logo uh, and then to your store? We've been talking about purpose. We've been talking about mapping. We've been talking about attracting the attention of, of people. If we focus on these people, what are the key elements should be defined for you to be able to write good copywriting? So you've got to have a good profile of who your audience is. You know, so you've got a picture in your mind of who they are. It's interesting, you know, one, one of the things you always see on creative briefs in target audiences is always an age group. Uh, and, and I've never really been convinced yeah. that that's correct. I mean, sure, some things are an age thing, but a lot of it is an attitudinal thing. Rod, I just wanted to go back to uh, a little bit on the brief part. When I'm building a uh, lead generation funnel, the goal at the end of my work is to have a matrix that will allow the company to create content and to optimize it while understanding what works and what doesn't work. But this can't be achieved if at the very beginning, the copy is not created following a certain structure. And that is the brief. What is the key elements that you need to agree on at the beginning? You know, you've mentioned uh, target market. We talked about tone of voice as well. Obviously, one of the things you need to do is, you know, make it clear which channel that you're writing for, your social media, is it web advertising or is it radio? You really need to have generally a list of requirements that need to be covered off, but you also need to allow room for creative freedom. You know, it's really important to have your brand in place and that is, you know, have your brand building blocks. If you don't, you know, you don't have a benchmark to judge anything Mm -hmm. by, but it's a bit like going off and trying to build a house without any plans. The walls might never join up. And could we say this, that it's also very important for optimization of the copy because A-B testing requires or any optimization that you change just one thing to measure if this change is going to impact the results. And to make sure that only one thing changes, you need to have all the rest set in stone. Do you agree with this? Yeah, yeah, look, absolutely. Because so if you've got something that's not tight in the first place, you can't just change one thing as far as messaging goes to test it. You probably lost before you started. One last question, Rod. Do you have one headline or one piece of copy that you think is the perfect one? Something that you would see as the perfect one? (laughs) I don't know why, but I keep coming back to I've always, uh, I've had this thought for the last few years of one of the, most interesting pieces of creative to promote a product I've seen, I think, is Felix Baumgartner jumping out of a hot air balloon in outer space for Red Bull. I just thought that was just such a, a wonderful idea, an expression of bringing that whole brand to life. And you might say, but there's no copy anywhere. And you go, no, but it's probably a copywriter who sat down and came up with that idea. So as much as it's not copy, it really worked. It's probably not the answer you were looking for at all, is it? No, but it's an interesting one. Um, and yeah, we'll, sure. And we'll end up on this. Thank you again, Rod, for this conversation. Thank you very much, Anthony. Thanks. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order to get the latest episodes. 
In the meantime, you can log on to leadnostic.com if you have any questions or would like to suggest a theme or speakers. Thank you and talk to you soon. As a specialist in customer experience, Victoria brings to the podcast a unique to this podcast. As a specialist in customer experience, Victoria brings to this podcast a unique perspective on a field that connects research, technology, UX and writing. Victoria trains teams in design thinking, cross-cultural collaborations, and gives talks and moderate panels. No. As a specialist in customer experience, Victoria brings to this podcast a unique perspective on a field that connects research, technology, user experience and writing. Victoria trains teams in design thinking and cross-cultural collaborations. She gives talks and moderating panels on topics of cultural and experience design and understanding of growth customers. We're discussing with her how companies should approach new markets and leverage the uniqueness of cultures in their search for more and better leads. Today we welcome Victoria Kirkowell to discuss how companies should approach new markets and leverage the uniqueness of cultures in their search for more and better leads. As a specialist of customer experience, Victoria brings to this podcast a unique perspective on a field that connects research, technology, user experience and writing. Victoria trains teams in design thinking and cross-cultural collaboration. She also gives talks and moderates panel on topic of cultural experience design and understanding of global growth customers.